podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. <laughs> and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny. Well, bah, I'm I'm completely reeling now from from that too. from that intro, and Just I'm sure our out. listeners are too. I'm sure 80 percent of people have turned it off already. Yeah, I don't you know? know where that came from. I I sometimes do like an Elmo voice for Avery. That wasn't my Elmo yeah. voice. My Elmo voice is more like, "Hello, Avery, it's Elmo." Like that's that. good. That's that's freakishly good. Hey, thanks, man. I should have I should have opened up living the stream that way. Oh, that would have been much better. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll never delete. We'll never. No, delete. we don't delete. No. 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 We we were gonna stick with it. Yeah. And and for those of you who didn't immediately turn off the podcast, we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I we want to reach out and say thank you uh, to. A listener who had a lot of feedback for us last week, mostly about our introduction to the show. Um, and we need feedback, you know, and, and criticism is not always a, a bad thing. And, you know, this listener talked about how uh, every intro, it seems like, t- is about JJ's uh, social media grievance of the week. All right. And we hear you. We hear you and we thank you for that. So. Uh, in response to that, instead of focusing on one social media grievance, we've made a list of social media grievances for each of us over the past week, and we're going to go through it in this intro. Yeah, go go ahead, Denny. Why don't you kick things off with these grievances? Yeah, yeah, I I, I have many, and I had to whittle it down here, but I, I'm 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 going to start with this. Uh, you know, people keep asking me if my wife is tracking the size of Taysom Hill's package, and <laughs> I I would just you know, really appreciate if everybody stopped asking me about my wife's interest in Taysom Hill's package. I, I, you know, the joke has gone too far. And so that, that's something that I would love to see stop. I think that's a very fair, fair thing for, for people to stop talking about, uh, um, basically uh, cucking. Yeah. Right. (laughs) In your relationship. You know, it, it was, it was funny the first 200 times and now it's not. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, what do you, what do you got? So, okay. So, you know, the election happened. Did you hear about that? There was an election? Mm. Vague, vaguely. Vaguely, yeah. but go ahead. Has, it hasn't, been, uh, hasn't been in the headlines since. You know, it's just a one-night thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I sent a tweet, Denny, that I thought was fairly clever. Um, yeah. But I said, uh, when I lose this week, a fantasy matchup this week by, by 30 points, I'm going to just right. let my league mates know that I actually won by 16 legal points. That, exactly, because what you want to do is you want to count the legal votes and not count the, I'm sorry, count the legal point. <laughs> really buried it there. Really buried it there. Uh, I really messed that up, but we're never deleting it. We, we don't delete. Uh, and, and, uh, and you don't want to count the, yeah, no, that that's, you know what, JJ, that's called topical. That's topical humor. And I, I appreciate that. And I think most people do, but apparently not everybody did. So not everyone did. Um, and so I had responses from people telling me to stick to fantasy football. <laughs> when, Folks, that, that's a that's a fantasy football tweet. That is a fantasy football tweet. I literally stuck to fantasy football. You're, you're talking about fantasy points. What what more <laughs> is there I, 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 to to talk about? I mean, they're, um, they're amazing. Incredible. Yeah. All right, Danny, where's your next? Right. You, you have more, right? Yeah, I have I have a couple more. Um, so someone, and I can't stop thinking about this. Honestly, uh, someone reminded me on Twitter on Saturday after the, you know the election was called uh, that my opinion of the president was in fact an opinion and not a fact. Oh, and I that I I you know I appreciate that opened my eyes. You know I I oh my god really. You know, because I'm sh- I'm sure people are are just used to seeing facts and figures tweeted from my account and never anything opinionated. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. And and so this this would be shocking. It's just, wait, 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 Denny, you 
wait, this is an opinion. Hello, this is not a fact. Like your dislike of the president is an opinion. Yes, yes, it is. It is. Thank you. Thank you for the, uh, the you know, for verifying that for me. Thank you. That, that, like, imagine if you said like, hey, go add this guy off the waiver wire and people respond. That's just your opinion. That That is just your opinion. Well, it, it, it was it was like quite literally the um, the dude gif uh, where he says um, where he says, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> it, it, it was like that. But but it, but it was more earnest. Like this person was like, just so you know. Just right. so you know, that was not a, that's not a fact. Your feelings are not a fact. Right. Uh, my, my other one, the only other one that I have to uh, to to throw out there this week. So I sent a tweet saying yesterday saying that Jalen Rager was still available in 76 percent of Yahoo leagues. And I said, uh, what the hell y'all doing or something like that? I, I use y'all because like yeah. we, like we talked about last week, it's an online right. thing and not a real life thing. Um, and so. People came back and they're like, oh, I don't want to add Jalen Rager because I have Travis Fulgham or I don't want to add Jalen Rager because Carson Wentz sucks. And then I got so many people responding saying that data and Yahoo and, and using them, you don't it, they don't update anything. And right. they're, they're saying that that, you know, similar to other platforms that that the way that these guys are drafted, you know, generally sticks and stays around, which doesn't make any sense. Because Jalen, so if you're if you're trying to say that the percent roster doesn't change all that much because teams are drafted and then they just sit there because mm-hmm. because leagues aren't active, it makes zero sense. Because number one, Rager was drafted in probably ninety percent of leagues if we're talking casual right. leagues as well, right? Number sure. two, Des freaking Bryant right now has a <laughs> higher percent rostered rate on Yahoo than Jalen Rager. That's unreal. It's it's unbelievable. I, I I mean, who is that desperate to run? Wait, do people think that like Des Bryant is going to emerge? I, I mean, I mean, look if if you if you can't get a forty six year old wide receiver, I mean, if if you're able to get a forty six year old wide receiver on a run heavy team with a currently erratic quarterback, you got to do yeah. it. You got to yeah, do yeah. it. You you have to. The guy hasn't played literally since the Obama administration and. <laughs> And people are <laughs> rostering him more than Rager. Wow. Yeah. So you know, to to the to the haters of that tweet out there, go pick up Jalen Rager. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Uh, my my last one, and this is my last grievance. Okay. And and again, thank you for the feedback. And I, I think we've learned our lesson, and we're we'll just continue to list our grievances here. Um, someone told me the other day to quote shut up about the election until the quote legal department <laughs> looked into it <laughs> you know that's not really a complaint honestly that i found that very funny the legal department it's like it's like we're in an office or something like is hr also going to right. look into the election or is it just legal right like the legal department you, you know, like are, are we saying the department of justice is that what is that what we mean or <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's like it's like when things have to pass through legal in order for, yeah. for them to be published or them to be you know done correctly it's it's like the election has to be passed yeah. through legal be, be, before yeah, right. before it's official right i mean i i wanted to be like is jerry and legal going to review the election before before it's certified. I mean, just, just an amazing term, and I believe he used it several times because somebody else jumped in there. One of my one of my you know reply guys who who I love very much, and you all are the real heroes because you have earnest conversations with people who I don't want to engage earnestly or in yeah. good faith. Yeah, and you do that, man. I don't know why you do it, but you do. And so this person went back and forth. It was it was a whole thing, but the legal department thing got me. Uh, so that that ends my list of of grievances for this week. I got to say this past week slash maybe month has really made me want to make a burner. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a burner. Just, I mean, transparent, completely transparent. Mm-hmm. I have, mm-hmm. I don't do not have a burner. I swear on my life. I don't have a burner. Mm-hmm. I, I, there are, have been so many instances recently that I just, I, I don't want to reply for my account, but I want to reply so bad sure. because I just want to be, I want to be rude. Sure. I not really. I, I don't really want to be rude. I just want to own someone. Yeah. Right. 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 You just want to. You just want to own them, not in a way of like total malice, but in a way of just like you're a moron. Quit being a moron. <laughs> and I just want to own them 
But no, I yeah. don't have a burner. When I do, I we, maybe maybe we should crowdsource a, a handle for me. Yeah, well, I don't. I think that that would be beside the point. I think that you, <laughs> I think it needs to be very secretive, and I think only you need to know. You shouldn't even tell me, honestly, because yeah, cause, I I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't tell anyone. I don't think that I had a burner. Um, no. but but, no. but really, you know, I've 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 only now started to have that like urge, um, mm-hmm. to 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 create one, and I can understand why others have created them before. In, in yeah. all in all seriousness, though, I'm never gonna do it. Slash. I don't have enough of an urge to right. have a back and forth with someone about something that's not fantasy football related to, to go to the point of like making an email account and then creating a, a, a Twitter account just for the sole purpose of doing that. Not worth it to me, but I will say I've had, I've had a semi urge to do that this week. It, it's that's way too much work. Honestly, uh, uh, I will say that if you just want to use your account to say the, the things you know that you want to say, I have experimented with that over the past week. Um, and, and what happens is you lose dozens of followers every single time. <laughs> yeah, every you post time. A tweet. So, yeah. you know, that there, you know, it's, it has consequences, but it does feel good. I have to say. Yeah. There, there's a fine line too, between like, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't always speak my mind on certain topics on, you know, through my account because, you know, I have to be realistic in that, like, you know, it's fine if you disagree with me on topics, but other people don't want that disagreement, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care if you have a different political opinion than I do. You know, we can still get along. I can still be friends with you. Uh, but, you know, the the one thing I, I will say to that is that, you know, oftentimes I think that either I will get frustrated because I'm human, but then, you know, the an, another person might see what I say and look at me differently and not want, uh, you know, to, to interact with me. When, when the core focus of my account and what I do, I understand is fantasy football. So when I sent that tweet out earlier this week, I understand why people were frustrated. You know, they're, they're, they're coming off uh, an election where the person that they supported didn't win that election. Um, and I, I get it. Like, I, I understand. I felt the need to send that tweet because I think it's important to at least, you know, sort of, uh, sort of reinforce my relationship with my existing audience. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and give, give sort of, you know, some, some slight high fives, like this is a good joke kind of thing. Um, yeah, w- sure. without, without being overly political about it, because what I was doing really there was saying like, let's just like, let's just like focus on the stuff that is really meaningless right now. Right. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, it's not like, you know, you ended the, the, the tweet with hashtag Medicare for all. You yeah, know, I mean, you're we, right. We didn't, right. We didn't get into it, you know, right. which is which is what you were but I, the point you were making. Yeah, in all serious no, seriousness, though, and I think this is important for people to to hear and to understand, you know, because this is a very very divisive climate right now. You know, this is a very very tense climate, right? Where where one word or, or one thing that you say that another person doesn't disagree that the the other person disagrees with, it's very easy for it to start and snowball into a big big argument. And that was never, ever my intent in sending that tweet, even though looking back after I sent the tweet, you know, I I can understand why someone would be very tilted over something like that, because this is a very tilting time, right? Like for, for, for everyone involved, like it's, it's not just people who are on one side of the political spectrum because we're fed different information. We consume different information. I know that I'm, I'm sounding like an insane moderate right now. And, and I, I understand some people are rolling their eyes right now. I'm just trying, I, I try my best to be as open-minded and polite and, and, you know, yeah. you know, I want to be open in general in terms of friendliness and, and accepting and, and being accepting of people. Um, and so like that, you know, I like, I get why people were frustrated. Uh, but I did send the tweet because I, I thought that it was a way to sort of like poke fun at this like veep like situation that's happening right now. Yeah, right. It is you. It's uh, commenting on the the tragic comedy that's that's unfolding yeah. before our eyes. Um, and uh, by the way, insane moderate sounds like the name of your band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, and uh, and you no, know, I mean you're, but you're not hyper political. You're not like a super political person. You know, uh, whereas I'm insane politically. So. Uh, you know, it's we see things that differently on, on on that level. But you're you're just trying. You're not trying to alienate people for for the heck of it, which is which is actually what I do online. I actually yeah. try to alienate people. So I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's a little bit hard to to uh, to put together the right words. Plus, I'm very exhausted. Tuesdays are the most exhausting days of my week. Oh, they're man. they're because there's just there's so much work at the beginning of the week, and then Monday night football happens, and East Coast dads trademark. 
uh, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta go to bed, you know, we gotta get some sleep. I gotta, I gotta make some apparel for that. Yeah. Well, thankfully, thankfully, uh, the game last night ended pretty early, right? At 10 50 or something. Yeah. I mean, so the, the last two games have been nice because they've been fairly, what was the Sunday night game? I don't even remember right now. Uh, that's how tired I am right now. I, I am that tired. That I can't even remember what on. happened on, on Sunday night. We gotta, we gotta come up with. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not thinking about it right now. I can't. Oh, Saints, Saints, Bucks. Oh yeah, it was the Saints Bucks game. Okay, so we watched, we watched the the S show of the the uh, Antonio Brown Buccaneers. Um, but you know, last night's game, last night's game, super run heavy game. I mean, even the Saints Bucks game, it was just so. I mean, yeah. it got out of hand, so no one cared. So they just went, you know, methodical, whatever. Um, but last night's game, thank God. Thank God they made that field goal at the end of the game because I did oh. not want to watch an overtime between those two teams. My God, yeah, I mean, my single, my single game contest definitely wanted an, an overtime. Yeah, uh, but, um, but yeah, no, I, uh, me as a as a human being, I did not want one. Yeah. Uh, all right, so week nine, here's what happened, Denny. Kirk Cousins, twenty point eight points, strong outing for Cousins. Derek Carr had fourteen, decent enough outing, not really, but it was fine. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater had twenty eight point three. He came through in a in a pretty tough spot. Drew Locke, twenty nine point two points, which I would assume that twenty eight of them came in the fourth quarter. The way that, yes, <laughs> the way that garbage time piled up for him. So overall, pretty good quarterback week. Uh, at defense, I don't know why I started with quarterback this week. Nice. Uh, but at defense, Houston had four, Washington had five, and Arizona had two. Pretty, pretty. I mean, here's the thing, though: the week in general for defenses wasn't that amazing, so I'm not yeah. that tilted over that. Uh, tight end wasn't that great. We had Logan Thomas had five point eight, Eric Ebron had eleven point two. He found the end zone. Uh, Jordan Akins had three point nine, and Ross Dwelly, which, by the way, folks, on the Patreon page uh, before that Thursday night game, uh, we mentioned that Jordan Reed. Uh, was likely not because we saw a report, but we mentioned that Jordan Reed was probably not going to get uh, as uh, you know a full number of snaps in. So we we solidified it with Ross Dwelly. That was the right choice because Jordan Reed didn't really play that much, um, and Dwelly had eight point two PPR points. Yes. Yeah, so become a patron and get those late breaking updates. We we really we really did. Uh, we we do make an effort every week. Anytime we hear about possible streaming implications, we update the Patreon page. Yeah. And by the way, I'm thinking about the exhaustion that I feel right now. I'm still sort of on this like diet that I talked about a few months ago, a couple months ago. So I, I haven't had caffeine since since August. Mm. And so it's it is rough. It is it can be and, rough early in the week and, without caffeine. And no caffeine in this economy? In this economy, no caffeine. All right, let's move on to the defenses for this week, Denny. Why don't you kick things off? Yeah. All right. Packers. Uh you have the Jaguars at home. Sorry, I was uh, getting like five phone calls in a row. Uh, Green wow, Bay is brag, a. Yeah, uh, hey, you know, what can I say? My my dad, when my dad wants to talk to me, he wants to talk to me. Um, <laughs> he's the only person who calls me. Uh, Green Green Bay is a fourteen point home favorite. So the process, the process, the process. Uh, Joe, Jake Luton is getting another start for the Jags this week. He actually played kind of great last week against Houston, um, but I, I think Green Bay. Green Bay's defense is a whole different matchup than Houston's defense. Uh, the Packers, for instance, allow the eighth fewest schedule adjusted points to quarterbacks. The Texans allow the 10th most. The Texans also don't pressure the passer all that often, whereas the Packers do. Uh, well, they were before recent weeks, but anyway, it, it, you know, anytime we can get a, like a massive home favorite, like the Packers uh, uh, against you know, an inexperienced quarterback who was was fine last week, and and so, and sometimes kind of kind of amazing, um, but you know, let's let's pump the brakes on on pre- pretending you know to on acting like we have to avoid Jake freaking Luton right now. Yeah. Um, from a defensive streamer standpoint, so if you can get the Packers, I think I think you you do that. Yeah, I, I don't mind Minnesota this week either. Um, I mean, this is just the process, the process, the process. Fandle Sportsbook has that game at a 44.5 point over-under. They're facing the Bears, by the way. Um, the Vikings are favorites. Have, have any of you listening to this watched the Bears' offense over the last, like, three weeks? Because, yeah. my God, that offense is so horrendously boring to watch. It, it's 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 awful. I, there, I, I don't think there's a team in football that I like less than the Chicago Bears. 
it's, uh, it, it, it's just horrific. It's so Nick Foles is so bad. It, it's it's remarkable that I won a fantasy championship with him. Uh, but I I had to throw that out there. By the way, Nick by the way, guys, just so everyone knows, the listener league, the LTS listener league, we have someone at seven and two. Sorry, I don't remember who it is. We're at we have someone at seven and two, and then we have nine teams. I think at five and four, right after that seven and two team, and your boy after starting one and four is mm-hmm. now in second place. Congratulations. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, thank you. All right, I'll go back to Minnesota's defense. So they're facing Chicago. Uh, since week one, only the Panthers, who we know, you know, not a great defense, uh, only the Panthers were unable to finish in the top 16 in weekly scoring against Chicago. They've now given up three straight top eight performances to defenses. You know, go back to just what, what the line is telling us. 44.5 point over, over under. Vikings are two and a half, three point favorites. Um, I, I think this is a very safe option this week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the Bears are a mess. So, all right. Uh, I have the Eagles. The Eagles are playing the Giants. Uh, Eagles defense is available in 50% of leagues. I know you're furious because they have never been available in your league. But they are out there in half of leagues. Uh, the Giants have turned it over 15 times in nine games. Uh, Philadelphia should should be able to apply pretty constant pressure on Daniel Jones. Only Pittsburgh and Washington have higher sack rates on the year than the than the Eagles. Uh, Jones, uh, when when the Giants played the Eagles a couple weeks, a few weeks ago, was kept clean on just 58% of his dropbacks. Uh, that's the fifth lowest rate in, uh, of of that week, of week seven. The Eagles scored 10 fantasy points in that game against the Giants. Uh, so I think that the Eagles are probably, I don't know, a less appealing option than than the Packers and the Vikings. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would pro- less as in like you would play the other two over the Eagles. Yeah, right. I, th- I think I think I would play the pack. I would definitely play the Packers. What do you think about the Vikings? Yeah, I think I'd play Philly over the Vikings still, but I, I would go Green Bay as my top streamer. I think. Gotcha. Uh, all right, let's move on to the quarterback position. I'm going to start with Baker Mayfield. It does sound like Bradley Roby is going to be back because he had a discipline issue uh, in Week Nine, and that's part of the reason why Jake Luton was able to do what he did against Houston, um, but. As you noted already, Denny, Houston's a top 10 team uh, in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks this year. Um, so I still like Baker. That game has a 53.5 point over under, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Should be a close game, too. Um, one fear that I do have about this game is that both of these teams are below average in neutral script pass rate, or in neutral script pace, rather. Um, and so we could see a slower, more methodical game a little bit. But maybe if, if David Johnson doesn't play, uh, we see a scenario where Houston, you know, decides to throw it a little bit more because they're just illogical about sort of how they're uh, handling the running back position. Um, and so, you know, I don't mind Baker overall. I think that it's a beatable defense, high over under. You know, this is what the process tells us. And the process, the process, the process, right? That's right. All right. So I have Derek Carr here. Derek Carr, such a disappointing game last week against against the Chargers uh, and really had like feel like had a shot when I saw the score when I saw that that, that Vegas put up what 35 points or something mm-hmm. I was like oh Carr must have had a great nope never mind yeah um, all right so Carr gets the Broncos the, uh, this week this game has a 51 and a half point over under the Raiders are four and a half points a uh, point favorites so they have a uh, 28.25 point applied total one of the highest of the week Six of the nine nice quarterbacks to face Denver this year have gone over 22 fantasy points as only eight teams allow more schedule adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks than Denver. Uh, So 61% of touchdowns against the Broncos have come through the air. That's a top 10 rate. And Carr has multiple. I was a little bit uh, surprised to see this. uh, Carr has multiple touchdown passes in six of eight games this year. He's available on 60% of waiver wires. I mean, the Broncos secondary has, has gotten like progressively worse. And at this point, I think that they're like, you know, an every week target for us. Yeah. Super banged up this past week too. Um, so hopefully, you know, we, we get that again. I'm going to go with uh Tua tongue of Iloa next. Nice. Nice pronunciation. I do what I can. You know, there's a, uh, you know, the, the Miami running back who everyone probably looks at his name and says Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, right. You know, his name is Savan Ahmed. Oh, it did? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had to deal... Like, it's very hard to do when you're reading it. 
because you're you want to just say what it looks like but yeah it's Savan Ahmed uh but Tua the Chargers are the sixth best matchup in adjusted fantasy points allowed this year the over under it's not anything special 48 and a half um but what I liked is this past week is that Tua showed us that he's not this like conservative passer who can't throw the ball down the field etc 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 like we saw against the Rams a couple of weeks ago you know, what we saw against Arizona is that he can sling the ball around. And then what we also love to see is that he carried the ball seven times for 35 yards on the ground. So, right. you know, we could get some of that Konami effect with Tua. Um, I don't like him as much as Derek Carr and Baker, but I think that he's in a decent enough spot to to score this week. I was so wrong about Tua's prospects last week. I thought it was a nightmare matchup for him, but apparently I was wrong. All right, uh, we have, oh, I lost it now, uh, Drew Locke, Drew Locke, the fifth, uh, who plays, of course, the aforementioned Raiders. The Broncos are four and a half point underdogs, uh, implied total of 23.25 points. Uh, so the Raiders secondary, here's here's where I think, you know, Locke can capitalize or can exploit a potentially good matchup, good situation. The Raiders secondary gives up a lot of big plays downfield. They allow 7.4 yards per attempt, which is the ninth highest in the league through week nine. So like you said last week, I believe, JJ, uh, Drew Locke is taking shots downfield. Are they good? N- you know, not really. But he's at least, you know, he's pushing it downfield. Uh, he's averaging 9.4 air yards per attempt. That's tied with Carson Wentz for the highest mark in the league. Uh, the problem, of course, with Locke is that he's only converting 36% of those air yards, which, as I have in my notes, is tragically low. Um, Locke is available in, in 80% of leagues. You know, he also gives you a little bit of uh, of rushing upside, too. Not not a ton, but but enough, I think. You know, am I playing him over Carr? I don't think so, just because of the process. Um, but I think he's – you could do worse, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so uh, one of the one of the uh, trends in my ten trend show that's dropping tomorrow is that Drew Locke's minimum deep ball rate in a single game this year has been fifteen percent. Mm. Um, there are multiple quarterbacks this season that, that that's the highest minimum of any quarterback in the league. There are multiple quarterbacks who haven't even averaged that this year. So he's wow. thro- he's throwing the ball deep, and I think Vegas um, they've allowed the the ninth most deep ball completions in the league this year. So I think it's another good matchup for Drew Locke. All right. I'm going to kick off the tight ends. Austin Hooper, he's still out there in 60% of leagues. I know that he's not available in yours, uh, but Houston is an above-average matchup in in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed. Um, And the thing with Austin Hooper, you know, he had that really bad week one game, and I think we have sort of this, like, anchoring bias going on with him where we just assume that he hasn't been that involved and isn't doing that great because he didn't do much in week one, and that's, you know, where we're... Uh, you know, really influenced the most uh, because he's on a new team and all that kind of stuff. But uh, even with that game, his target share per game uh, has been 20% for for uh, Cleveland this year. And now OBJ isn't in the picture. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like Austin Hooper, not only here, but if you look at adjusted fantasy points allowed and you look at rest of season schedules, uh, Cleveland for tight ends is one of the best schedules from here on out. So I, I like Hooper not just this week, but I think that he could be a plug-and-play guy from here on out. I uh, I noticed the rest of season schedule, too, and I, I think that he could save you a lot of uh, stress if you hate you know, going to the waiver wire every week for tight ends, which is pretty much hellish. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to throw out a, a tight end here that JJ and I did not discuss oh, cool. uh, before, before the show, but I want, I want to get your feedback. So I wrote him up, okay, and I, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to throw him out there as a deeper kind of streamer. It's Jordan Akins, our, our guy. Our boy. All right, at Cleveland. Uh, so this game has a 53-point total, which is really nice, especially for streaming tight end purposes. Houston has a 25-point implied total. Uh, last week wasn't great, you know, as, as anybody knows who, who streamed him. Akins ran only 16 pass routes to Darren Fells's 13 routes against the Jags last week, um, but he out-targeted Fells 4-2. to two. So we have that going for us, which, of course, is nice. Uh, the Browns are a really good matchup. They are allowing an average of 8.6 targets per game to tight ends this season. Among teams that have played eight games this season, only the Eagles have allowed more tight end receptions than Cleveland. So I think you know maybe a bump in usage for Jordan Akins one week after returning 
from an injury that had kept him out for close to a month, I believe, uh, could put him in position to, you know, exploit a good matchup. So he, he's available in 95% of leagues. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I also realized that we were going to talk about Gerald Everett, and that was my guy this week, and I completely forgot to put notes for him. So, uh, so GG guys. No, but we'll we'll uh, we'll add some stuff to our Patreon page. But he's he's in yeah. play ish. Uh, I sort of did some some uh, some research, uh, just high level stuff for him. But I'll I'll dig in more for the the great patrons. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I do want to talk about Mo Ali Cox and Trey Burton. So. Jack Doyle's out. He left in the second quarter against Baltimore. I think he had a concussion. Um, and they're playing on Thursday, so it's very unlikely that he's going to be able to play. So, no Jack Doyle. The only time that we didn't see Jack Doyle this season was back in, I think it was week two. And in that game, Mo Ali Cox went off for 111 yards. Okay? But mm-hmm. Trey Burton was out. Trey Burton came back in week four. So, if you look at what happened last week, Mo Ali Cox ran 16 routes. Trey Burton ran 23. Um, and, and Mo Ali Cox got more run because Jack Doyle, you know, uh, got that concussion. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think we would both agree that Mo Ali Cox is the better tight end, better pass yeah. catcher. He, sure. He's, he's unbelievable. He leads all NFL tight ends in yards per route run right now. Wow. Uh, like he's even, even this past week, he caught three targets for, for all three of his targets for 43 yards. Um, it's so frustrating that they won't just use him. Yeah, exactly. He's so good. He is so good. And he's been so efficient. So here's my take. Trey Burton is probably the safer play. He's probably the safer play. But I think that if you want to get a little weird with it, be- <laughs> because it's the tight end position and because, you know, what's it matter to have a floor at the tight end position, have fun and play <laughs> Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> yes, Mac is the fun option. If you if you want to have fun with the tight end this week, you go with Mac. Yeah. Um, all right, so the Ross Dwelly Jordan Reed situation, which is the name, of course, of my next album, uh, is a little bit complicated. They play the Saints this week. So last week against Green Bay, Dwelly ran 24 pass routes. Reed ran nine routes. Not great, but it's exactly what we were thinking after we heard those pregame reports about Reed's usage. Dwelly had three targets. Reed had two. Uh, you know, maybe they were kind of easing Jordan Reed into the offense after an extended absence. I don't know. You know, Saints are an okay tight end matchup. They give up 13.1 schedule adjusted PPR points to the position. Uh, and 26%, this is this is something, 26% of targets against New Orleans go to tight ends. That's the third highest rate in the league. I, you know, if you're kind of banking on a lot of negative game script for San Francisco again, uh, I think you know, hopefully we can nail the, the tight end situation. I think, you know, whoever runs the most routes, sees the most targets here, I think could do pretty well, could have a lot of opportunity. Yeah. All right. So to recap, we have Jordan Akins, sort of Gerald Everett, Ross Dwelly, uh, or that, that whole situation, the whole Colts situation, but have more fun with Mo Alley Cox, Austin Hooper, Derek Carr, Drew Locke, Tua Tungavailoa, Baker Mayfield, Philadelphia Eagles, Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers. I, I have like an, an issue uh, Denny period. That's my story. That's it. Oh, okay. There you uh, go. No, I have an issue. I, I always want to make sure that I pronounce guys' names correctly. So yeah. I've been saying to his name in the mirror for the last three weeks. I, you, I, it sounds like it. And I was thinking just knowing you, I was thinking JJ has practiced this. Oh yeah. I've absolutely, it, even like the Savan Ahmed thing, like it now will just roll off my tongue, but it took like yesterday in particular, because so here's the thing. I, I did stash him, uh, Ahmed in a couple of dynasty leagues before this past weekend's game. And I was very, very happy to see that he played a lot of snaps, but, uh, then I, you know, I, I didn't anticipate us having to talk about him in any way. Um, but I did mention him on my 15 transaction show. And so I then, you know, in, in a 24 hour period had to practice his name and make sure that I got it right. To me, it's important. It's an important thing to do, right? It is. It it, it for your credibility, right? Uh, for respect to the player, and you know what? I think this has to do with your not last name being a little bit difficult. It might. That really might be it. Uh, part yeah. of it, a big part of it, though, too, is that I do I do watch the games. You know, I know that that uh, folks out there want me to just be a, a data nerd, but I do I do watch the games, and I think it's important to sort of like solidify that aspect of what I do because obviously when you're watching games, you're hearing names, right? And so yeah. if, if you say the name completely wrong, then people then also know that you're not watching the games because you're not, or at least you're not listening to the commentary. 
I give myself away all the time. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on the Roto World podcast and mispronounce like three guys' names. And I'll be like, I don't know. I, You know, my spreadsheets don't pronounce them for me. What do you want? Yeah. So it's like a combination of like, because like every, my my process is that I, I watch the condensed versions on Monday and while I'm like writing my column and stuff. So I'm actually not listening to the commentary all that much, but I still think it's important to have that like reinforcement that people are like, oh, this guy, this guy says Savan Ahmed. Yeah, I can listen to him. You know, I think it is important. That, and I, I credit you for for practicing <laughs> to it's, his name, man. It's it's kind of it's kind of pathetic, though, like at the same it's, time, because it's definitely I, not it's not. And this yeah. is your job. You're not you're not talking to the wall here. You you have a big audience. That's why I had this conversation. So did you see the the tweet by by what's her name? Uh, I'm sorry that I'm blanking about 538 today. Oh, my gosh. Joy Reid. Yeah, yeah. Joy Reid. So. So I, I, I saw that tweet. So for those of you who don't know, she sent a tweet that said that 538 was named after the vote margin between Gore and Bush in 2000, which, by the way, was 537, not 538. And, and she said it was named after that, which we, we all know is not named after that. And I, I sat back in, in instances like that, Denny. So, you know, I have my Twitter following. Hers is like 20 times the size of mine, right? And I think to myself... You know, I fact check literally everything that I tweet, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like everything, like to the point of like, am I sp- like spelling something that I know is right? Am I spelling it right? Just to make sure. And then there's people that just say things and they just, I don't want to be the person that just says things is what I'm basically saying. I, I cannot imagine having a, a following of your size or of a million followers or more and, and not making sure that I'm not you know, making a fool of myself yes. with, with factual tweets. Now, do I make a fool of myself with opinionated tweets? Of course I do. But Exactly, exactly. But, but when it comes to actual information, you got to make sure during on election day. Yes. One of the one of the the foremost uh, one of the foremost data a- uh, analysts in, in polling quote retweeted a random follower about some sort of numbers coming out of Arizona. And it was really, you know, a, like alarming and he quote retweeted it and and said something and I thought oh my god is this really happening and I went back to it and he deleted it because it was it was wrong you yeah. you have to be when you have that massive following you have to be careful now will I be careful I will never be careful I just want to right be right I, and look you're you're right with the opinion thing versus like you know st- saying something that's factual especially if you're like trying to own someone like yeah. like if you're like that's the worst like that 538 thing man was one of the most embarrassing tweets most cringeworthy tweets I've ever seen. I, you know what? Credit to her for not deleting. Yeah, I, 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 see, I agree. I agree. Uh, that, that's the one. That's the one piece of you credit know, that I will give her. She, for ha- sure. she has not deleted, and I, I have a deep respect for that. Yeah, no, I do too. I do. Too. <laughs> I, I don't know if she's. I have no idea if she's owned up to not. I don't even know if she knows yet what five thirty eight. Has she logged on? To find out that no one has talked about anything else all day. I don't know. I don't know. But it was. It was just one of those tweets where I'm just like. Man, like I'm I'm triple checking to make sure that I got the passing yard number right, you know? And she's out here saying the 538 has to do with the vote margin between Bush and Gore in Florida. Oh my god, I can't stop cringing. Oh my it's god. It's so cringeworthy. I just had to bring that up. All right. First question from Twitter this week at Knuckle Pop. We haven't heard from Ross, I feel like, in forever. Ross. My goodness, where have you been? Uh he has two questions. Remember when JJ said to buy up all the Aaron Jones stock that you could hold as the Green Bay running back after the 2017 draft? Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that. But then I also uh, remember me saying, sell Aaron Jones, sell Aaron Jones, sell Aaron Jones last year and being wrong every single time. Uh, and then he says, remember when I said, cool story, Jage, and took out a second mortgage to, to procure all the Jamal Williams out of out of BYU stock? Yeah, he's a BYU guy, right, Ross? Yes, he is. Yes. Uh-huh. So that that's probably why it was probably a, this is why guys you can't use your heart when you're yeah. playing fantasy football. I think that's what this is all about here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm see, and I never want to tell you this because I know you were you were spot on on Aaron Jones, and you know you should get all the credit for that. I've secretly uh, been a Jamal Williams truther for years now. <laughs> Dude, he's, like, but the thing is, he's really good, and also Jamal Williams is like one of the most fun personalities yes. like off the field too 
Right. I think that's what gets me is like I see interviews with him and the way he plays on the field. He's very joyful, a very joyful guy. And and every time he gets a, an opportunity, he's pretty good. So, oh, yeah. Jamal, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, but Aaron Jones, yeah. Aaron Jones is a special place in my heart, though, not only because like my model liked him and, and I'm far from the only person that got it that that hit on him. But I followed him really, really early on in like January before the draft. Right. And he followed me back because he had like 2000 followers on Twitter, like 8000 followers. So I, I still have that mutual like like that. That doesn't happen often. Like right. just, you know, like athletes just being like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll follow you back. So I so I have that that but the thing is that sucked is last year I kept saying sell Aaron Jones, sell Aaron Jones. And then people would tag him. In, in, in like my content. Oh no. But then, but then I would say to him that I would, I would be like, Hey, Aaron knows that, that I'm an OG. And then he'd be like, yeah, he is an OG. Do you think, oh, okay. Uh, that, so like we're, we're cool. Yeah. That's we're good. Cool. Uh, do you think that people have to be deputized by their local police before they, before they snitch like that online? Dude, it's so, it, how Dude. awful is, how, how awful is the player tagging uh, on Twitter? It's, uh, the, it's just the most obnoxious shit in the world. Sorry to the uh, kids. Yeah, I mean, that is just the worst. I, I mean, I got destroyed by it because of Steve Smith. You know, everybody knows oh, that. Oh, yeah, but. yeah. That was that was, <laughs> that was was a, a top three Twitter moment probably. Uh, yeah, like of, of all time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question is from at Albert Inican. Uh, it says, at CD Carter 13's parody accounts are legendary, but why are there no JJ parody accounts? Even the classic at first round QB is Kenny Darter, not, I don't know, ZZ Jack Reason. Uh, will, will, will no one set up and address this untapped vein of comedy gold? There's literally a ZZ Jackarison yeah. account. There is. And there's also my, I think my favorite, so there's probably been like, I don't know, uh, f- five or six, six. maybe. Yeah. yeah six, something like yeah. that. Uh, I think my favorite one is someone who made JJ's model. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was good. They should have kept up with that. Yeah. Which was basically just making fun of me referencing my models all the time on my podcast. Uh, it, it was funny. And it had, it had like a, like a gorgeous woman as the avatar. I yeah, yeah. 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 That one, um, that one's pretty good. Also, uh, I, my, the one that makes me laugh. Cause I, cause I don't even understand it, but it makes me laugh every time I think about it is late round mongoose. Oh yeah. I think you it remember? was, be- Oh, you know what it came from? It stemmed from, Back in the day for Fantasy Insiders, I did a show with uh, Leone, Mike Leone, David Kitchen, and Davis Maddock. And I think there was a conversation where Davis, uh, this is when Davis was like 17 years old. Yeah, right. right. So there was a conversation with where, where Davis uh, would be able to, he would basically attach uh, an animal to what you looked like or, or like uh-huh. your being. I, I, I can't remember if it was like appearance or if right. it was like who you are. And he, he said that I was a mongoose. Like, I still haven't forgiven him for it, but he, he, he said I was a mongoose. So immediately after the show, there was a late round mongoose account. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's the dumbest context, thing in the world. It's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah, but there's like Sheep Flacco um, is out there. Sheep, <laughs> sheep Flacco. <laughs> oh man, I love Sheep Flacco. Man, by the way, if I I was really wanting Flacco to win last night because I was ready to fire off a tweet that it was a big few days for Joe's from Delaware. Oh, but but you would have gotten political. Yeah, I, but see, like that's not even me being like I'm literally being objective and saying, yeah, it was a big day for Joe Biden. Like it was a big day for him. You're assuming that he won, JJ. <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. I should maybe I'm happy that the the Patriots won that game. There you go. Uh, next question. I think it's from Didymus, but I can't see uh, his handle because his name is very, very long now. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you both worked corporate gigs, apologies to Denden, who works for hashtag big media, but you know what I mean. Would you show up to a Zoom meetings with a custom wallpaper and what would it be? Uh, I, I work for, for a corporate. Co- I work for FanDuel. Yeah. What do you what do you think? JJ's an independent artist. I, mean, yeah, I, I work for a very large company and I'm in zoom meetings all the time. Right. Not as uh, much in football season, but out do, of football season all the do time. Pe- do people, what do people think you do or who you work for? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I work for a company. I work for a corporate entity and I don't change the background. If I did, I think the best background change that I've seen, it's very like generic and it's, it's, it's a joke that is not, I mean, it's played out a little bit, but it's, it's the office. Like from the office. Oh, that's funny. The conference room. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like perfect, right? 
Yeah, I, I would do that. I, you know, I've never thought about it because I would probably need a two hour lesson to learn how to, you know, <laughs> yeah. create one. But, um, you know, the, uh, the office sounds sounds good. Um, I don't know what else. Space. I don't know. You know I probably, probably sound like a boomer. You'd probably have like uh, some sort of uh, horror. Uh... Yeah, there you go. I could be in a in a cabin in, yeah, exactly. uh, in Friday the Thirteenth or something. Yeah. Uh, next question: At what's good? Which NFL team front office is most likely to schedule a press conference behind a random landscaping company? Uh, that would have to be the Giants, probably. You think it's the Giants? Because I think it might be the Jets. Yeah, one of the New York teams. For yeah, sure. <laughs> it's one of the, right. It's one Just of the New York teams. Yeah. Total incompetence, you know, from from top to bottom. The Jets, though, are just I, like imagine Adam Gase, just oh, yeah. Next question at Bub Sauce eighteen. That's a great handle. Okay. Uh, have either of your patients ever been tested as much as they uh, were th- as they were waiting? So basically, have either of your patients ever been tested as much as they are now waiting for the election results? Uh, I, I would say that's the most anxiety ridden I've been in a long time. Yeah. I mean, to me, it, it, yeah, it was, it was pretty, there's a lot of anxiety for sure. And it was on my mind constantly and I'm just searching for stuff. And, and again, I'm not saying this guys, I'm not saying this from a political standpoint at all. I'm saying this as an American. I just want to know what the heck's going on. Um, but I will say, Denny, you, you know what the most anxiety inducing experience I think I've ever had was, or, or yeah. one, one of them that's not like, you know, like a car accident or something like that uh, was the lead up to Avery's birth. Mm. Not even the day of the day of I was fine. Mm-hmm. Like I was ready. It's like, it's like that, that you just, you just are ready to go, you know, ice yeah. in the veins, ready mm-hmm. to do this. But the three weeks leading up and not knowing if, if my wife's water is going to break and like how that that's, that was one of the worst feelings in terms of anxiety that I've ever had. Yeah, uh, it kicked in for me when when Melissa started to really like have like really painful contractions. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I was like, "Oh shit! Like, is this gonna last for a while, or is it almost? Oh no, it's gonna last for hours." I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. My yeah, that, my, my anxiety manifested into like leg pain. Like it was, yeah. it was the weirdest. Sen- I, I was, it was bizarre. Like I've had anxiety in the past. I've dealt with it and, and, and whatnot. And you know, I don't need to talk about it on here necessarily, but like, like that, I'd never had it like manifest the way that it did. I never felt that way before. So any of you soon to be dads, uh, just, just watch out for that. Like three week period leading up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you think you, you're, you'll be cool, calm and collected, uh, but you, you probably won't. But just remember, day of, you know, you get into dad mode because you know that you know what's about to come. You know that you got to be there for your significant other and yep. and it'll work out. Um, next question is from at uh, it's underscore John T. How are we viewing Miami's defense moving forward? So Miami, Denny, I think five of their last six games have been a top eight defense in fantasy. Wow. Um, so I actually I'll, I can answer this one because I, I brought yeah, them up ahead, on, on my <laughs> on my 10 trend show this week. Um, and. What's really going on here, I think, number one, they are they are playing well. They're they're fine, right? Um, but if you look at who they've faced, they've done well against bad opponents, which is good. That's what you need from a defense. But when they face their good opponents, which is like Arizona last week, uh, the Rams a couple weeks ago, you know, they did play well against the Rams, but even last week against Arizona, they would have been horrible if not for that defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so I think that touchdowns are driving that a little bit. I don't think that they're a plug-and-play defense. I still think that they're a streamer. Yeah, I mean, they've had freak plays. Right. The last the last two two, yeah, two weeks in a row, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Next question, at FF underscore CEO. JJ to Flacco is well-established. What profession is most likely to hold Denny's doppelganger? Well, I mean, I think it's football, and I think it's Kirk Cousins. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Cousins looks like my brother. Yeah, you're you're actually right. I forgot that we made that that connection. Yeah, it's it, you know I, I denied it for a while, but it's it's uncanny actually. In some angles, when <laughs> they have uh, cousins on the sidelines, I'm like, oh yeah, hey, that's me. What do you know? Yeah. Sorry, I was sorry. I was a little bit out of it there. I'm looking out my window because my my office window is very close to the to the street, and there's just this mom holding a baby, and the baby's just bawling, and they're just not moving. So I just was 
very confused as to what was going on outside my window. But don't yes, they know you're trying to record? I know. Don't they understand that I have uh, this podcast that no one listens to? So uh, I would say, though, if, you, if we're outside of football, Denny, your doppelganger is absolutely a professional model for stock photos. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, I've been told David Duchovny. Okay. Okay. I can you know, see that. Yeah. Which, which is a great compliment because, you know, Duchovny is a very, a very handsome dude. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you really do look like, like Flacco. I mean, I know that's, that's really well established, like the listener said, but last night I was just like, like kind of, you know, kind of in a trance looking at him like, JJ, is that, I mean, and, <laughs> and here's the thing. Flacco has gotten more handsome with age. Yeah. Which is, you know, what, who, who does that happen to? What, what, uh, what special, you know, potion is, is he drinking? Why, why is he so handsome now that he's, that he's 45 years old? Well, here, here's the thing. I, I think I've mentioned this before. Flacco and I have gone through a similar transformation of not caring to caring. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that that's what it is, is that he's still the same, like, you know, bushy-eyebrowed, uh, <laughs> fuzzy hair guy. But but he now cares about that fuzzy hair, and he cares about you know manscaping and doing all that work. Oh wow! Well, you went to. A I didn't. I didn't really mean. I didn't really mean to go down there. I didn't mean to do that. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I I don't know why manscaping came out of my mouth, but it did. I, I'd like to apologize to the children. Uh, yes. Quickly. Yeah, we haven't gotten a manscaping question on the show, and I don't think that we ever want to talk about it. No. Next question at Fantasy Snacks about how many times do you wear a pair of pants before washing them? Shirts. Socks and underwear should always be washed after one use, but pants have a longer shelf life. How long is too long? You go first. All right. So I don't, I don't put like a time on it because I think it depends on like what you did in those pants. Sure. Right. So like if I'm, I mean, I haven't worn jeans since, since, since the Obama administration. Uh, no, I haven't worn jeans since January, probably (laughs) February. Uh, but I will say that everything uh, my gym shorts that I wear every day, my t-shirts that I wear, there's a 24 hour limit that I have on and, and underwear too. Uh, but if it's a hoodie that I have like on top of them, yeah. it's different. You can wear that for multiple days. Um, and then jeans, I would probably say like two to three uses I think is okay. Okay. All right. Here's, here's, here's my take. Um, I'm wearing jeans right now that I haven't washed since September. What? Yeah, and I wear these at least once a week. Okay. You, what? I'm I, and I'm ta- I will wear jeans fifteen times, twenty times before I wash them. Okay, that that's number one. Number two, if I don't sweat in the shirt, I'm putting it back. I'm putting it back. I don't care. I, if it doesn't stink, I'm putting it back. Now, if I take it off and I smell the armpits and it's and it's it smells like shit. Sorry to the kids. I I will definitely put it in the laundry. But I'm not creating laundry just for the sake of it. So I will put anything back that doesn't stink. Hoodies, never wash them. I wouldn't wash them if I if I poured a whole if I spilled a whole bottle of ketchup on them. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't I would wipe it off with a with a you know with a wet washcloth and 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 be done with it oh or a paper towel. That's it. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. And my and drives drives Melissa insane. So, yes, under, underwear goes in the laundry. Socks go in the laundry. Just to be clear, are you are you not much of a sweater? Oh, I, I'm a sweater. So okay, so like, where where do you sweat the most? Uh, probably my pits. You think your pits? Your your yeah. pits are the top the top sweating spot? Because I think I mentioned it on the show before. One of my top sweating locations is behind the knees. <laughs> right, right, right. And so as a result. Uh, I I don't think that I could get away with what you're doing because there's too much there's too much knee sweat going on. Mm, okay. Yeah. But, well. Yeah. And and again, if I if I take a whiff of my like my sweatpants and I'm like, damn, that's rank. I'll throw it in the laundry. But if I don't get that whiff, if I don't get that stench, then I, there's no way I'm washing them. So sometimes sweatpants will get honestly 20 wears before I put them in. My goodness. But okay. So so let's talk about the t-shirt stuff because to me. It's not just about, you know, did I spill something on my shirt? Did it, did I sweat in this shirt? <clears throat> to me, it's also about, uh, you know, it feeling good. Yep. Because, what, what there, because there's a difference between how a t-shirt feels when you've worn it for multiple days versus it coming fresh out of the dryer. Well, it's tighter coming out of the dryer. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a better fit. It just feels better. It feels cleaner. Like you just mm. feel better. 
I never really gave that. So you, so you don't experience, you don't experience this. I, I don't, I don't really. I mean, mostly I'm just obsessed with not creating unnecessary laundry. I got you. <laughs> so I guess, I guess everything else falls by the wayside. I got you. Uh, this next question is from at not underscore either. When you shave, where do you start from the sides mm. or the middle? My fear is if you start at the sides and work towards the middle, you inevitably spend a few moments with a Hitler stash. Not okay. <laughs> of course you have enough tea to grow facial hair. Of course you have to have enough tea to grow facial hair. Well, I, I, I beard trim and then I straight, I use a razor for, for the neck beard it is that that's my, that's my yeah. look. But I, I start from the, I do start from the sides uh, when I, when I do it, it's a very, I mean, you can't really get to the Hitler stash very easily if you're doing a, a beard trimmer. You know, when I logged on to do this podcast today, I did not see us talking about Hitler stashes, <laughs> yeah. but here we are. Uh, I actually have a, a Patreon post that I, I believe I have unlocked for the uh, horrible non-patrons uh, that describes my shaving process down to the last, very last detail. Um, but mostly I do start from the sides just to answer answer the question. I, I've, like everything else in my life, I have overcomplicated overcompl- the shaving process uh, to the point of, you know, just absurdity. But I, I have written about it. What percent of people, of, of men, I guess, would you say start from the sides versus the middle? I, I would probably go with like a 90-10 split. I mean, I feel, yeah, I mean, you want to get like the big areas, which is, you know, on the side, I, I feel right. like. And I mean, mostly the, the most important thing is to, to warm up the area before you start shaving. So it, whether you start from the middle or the sides, it has to, you have to get some warm water on it to bring the, to, to, to raise the hairs and make it easier yeah. to shave. But yeah, I would go with 90, 10 probably. Uh, next question at toss Carly. How many times have one of you thought the other streaming suggestion was absolutely terrible? It doesn't happen often. No, I mean a, a lot of so just so you guys know the process. Uh, every Tuesday morning, sometimes Monday night, uh, we just message each other and say, "Here is a list of streamers," and then we generally say, "Okay, that makes sense," and then we add some and subtract some, and then we say, "You'll take this guy, you'll take this." I mean, it's a, it's a very like quick process. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, if we have issues with each other's options, then will raise the issue, but it's, but it's always like a minor thing. Like, yeah, uh, like, I don't know if I go with that guy over that guy. So uh, very, I don't know in the history of the show, I don't know if either of us have come out with, with an option where the other one was like, what the hell are you doing? What yeah. is, you can't go with that guy. Yeah. I'd also say that any disagreement usually pops up on this show, right? Where, where like yeah. er, earlier today, for instance, earlier on the show, you said, would you play, you know, the, the Vikings defense over the, the Eagles defense, Denny might play the Vikings defense over the Eagles defense. I would probably go with Philly. Right. So like they're still both good options, but we don't necessarily have to agree with like the, the order in which that you should play them. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. I guess we can get to one more. All right. Uh, it's from at, <laughs> it's from at, <laughs> from at FF penis. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew that's why you couldn't say it. <laughs> I couldn't say it. Yeah, I can't man. say it. And and it's in all caps, right? It's in all caps. Oh, nah, I love that account. Is soup overrated or underrated as an appetizer? Where do you stand? I think soup is one of the most overrated <laughs> things that you can consume. And here, here's here's the reason. I don't do well with things that with food that's monotonous. Okay. Where it's just every bite is the exact same. Every cool. bite of soup is just the same thing over and over again. I I don't. I mean, look, there's there's plenty of soups that I really really like, but I, I'm thinking just like you know, just like a basic soup, right? Just like a basic mm-hmm. like like tomato soup or or chicken noodle soup or something. It's just it, it just gets too boring for me, so I can't do it. So overall, I'm on the negative side of this. I, I don't have like a strong take here. I, I tried to get myself worked up while you were talking <laughs> either way. Yeah. I was like, do I love soup or do I hate soup? And I'm like, eh, I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with soup. You, my, my one complaint with soup is that it doesn't fill me up. Yeah, and, that, exactly. I would definitely agree with that. But yeah, he, did, and, he did, he did say FF penis did say <laughs> that uh, it, it is an appetizer in this case. So it's not, not an actual meal. So yeah. I mean like crab bisque soup, which of course I have to promote as a Marylander. Yeah, as a son of Maryland, 
crab bisque soup is legit. Okay, yeah. that is good, and I will literally come to your house and punch you in the face if you disagree. Um, but the, you know, there is no other soup that really you know ma- makes me like like desire it. You said chicken noodle. There's got to be a hell of a lot of chicken. Right. It, exactly. You know? Exactly. That that that's my main point here. So I should say before I uh, never had a good soup. Twitter comes at me. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love I love like good soup, but I do think that it has to be like a thicker soup, right? Like like a like a bisque. Like it has to be like a, a thicker, not a brothy kind of soup. Oh man, uh, you've never had a good soup. Twitter is sharpening their claws as yeah. we speak. Yeah, I'm not I'm not looking forward to my mentions after this one. Yeah, not looking forward to it. Anyway, that's the last question, Denny. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, at CD Carter thirteen on Twitter. I write my weekly kicker column. Uh, for the for the patrons on the LTS Patreon page, and I don't know if you've heard this, but I work at Roto World, and I have a, a column, two columns per week for Roto World. I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast, the Late Round Podcast, which can be found anywhere podcasts can be found. So can this one. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out. Denny, we have a tilt montage this week. We definitely do. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. It's uh, 4.44 p.m. in the only legitimate time zone in the universe, the Eastern time zone. And Kalen Balage is now the focal point of the Los Angeles Chargers offense, which is something I, I did not expect. I did not anticipate. Uh, I did not project coming into this game against the Raiders, but it's true. With my socialist king, Justin Jackson, sidelined, it looks like Kalen Q. Balage, the fourth, is is now the primary back for the Chargers out. This is the same Kalen Balage who was a laughingstock last year for the Dolphins. It seems that is no more the case, and... He has a touchdown. He has two long runs in the first quarter against the Raiders. As someone who has massive, unhealthy amounts of Justin Jackson exposure in DFS today, I have to say this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Hands down. There's no real debate about that. You could say I... um, I'm tilting. It seems that Gilbert Grape or some shit, whoever's starting for the Cowboys today, quarterback, uh, is good? Is not bad? Is uh, making a mockery of everyone who could not resist plugging in the Steelers' defense in every format and every possibility imaginable? just blindly clicking on Pittsburgh's defense because Gilbert Grape was starting for Dallas. Uh, He looks much better than the Danucci kid. So I don't really know what that was about with Danucci getting the start last week. It's very dispiriting to, especially in DFS, to pay up for a defense pay through the nose, as the boomers would say, and have an unknown guy who played most recently, I believe, in the XFL or, or, or the Arena League, I can't remember which one, come out and roast that defense. Again, like Kalen Blage taking over as the franchise player for the Chargers, I did not project Gilbert Grape doing this to the Steelers. I need to work on my projections, apparently. I am tilting. It's uh, 5.10 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, and uh, I am perusing the Colts-Ravens box score, which is a nightmare, and realizing that once again, Nick Boyle has outproduced, outscored Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is quietly, I I, want to say quietly because I don't hear it a lot, but definitely one of the most massive fantasy disappointments 
in my lifetime. And I, I ceded to the tight end hysteria that gripped, you know, analytics Twitter. And, and a lot of, you know, analysts I, I really respect, and I still do respect, but people were high, very high on Mark Andrews. Uh, because the Ravens passing game is going to take the next step. Now, they didn't know that the Baltimore offensive line was going to suffer three or four critical injuries. They didn't know Lamar Jackson was not going to have any time to operate. They didn't know that even when he does have time to operate, he's not really good anymore from the pocket. So they didn't know that. And now you literally have Mark Andrews as the number two tight end. For Baltimore, as at least as far as production goes, not not in in routes run, not really even, even in targets. Although Nick Boyle does cut into eat into Mark Andrews' target share a bit, I truly want to apply. You know, the only phrase that I think does this justice, which is, "Thanks." I literally hate it. I hate that I look at the waiver wire longingly looking for a replacement for Mark freaking Andrews. I'm keeping it clean for the children. But yes, I have done that and I will continue to do that because how can you deal with this? How can you deal with 22 yards on three catches against the Colts? Unless he scores two touchdowns, he's, he's useless in fantasy. God, I'm tilting. Uh, 6.05 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. Um, checked in on the Cardinals-Dolphins game. I saw the Dolphins got luck- lucky with another uh, defensive touchdown, which is deeply annoying to me, uh, who has the Cardinals defense in a lot of spots. Anyway, I saw that DeAndre Hopkins has zero points. I have him in a couple of my most important leagues. I saw he's zero points. I'm thinking he's injured. Something something catastrophic. Well, no, it's worse. DeAndre Hopkins does not have a, a target, not a single target, in the first half of this game against Miami. I take this as a personal attack on me, and only me. I've never been more irritated at anything in my life, because... The prevailing thought was that, yes, the Dolphins' defense has gotten a lot better in recent weeks. Their secondary is healthy. Their secondary is actually playing really well in a lot of regards. But it's DeAndre Hopkins, so he'll be fine. And it's DeAndre Hopkins, so he's going to see his regular 10, 12, 15 targets. So what's the big deal? He's going to do his thing. And he may do his thing. But for right now, at halftime, with zero targets, I'm tilting. I'm tilting bigly. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out Sure about the team.